Well, welcome to another edition of the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh, and we have, well, I think I catch myself saying this at the start of every program. But first of all, I'm really glad you're here uh, listening to the show. Secondly, um, I'm really grateful for those who stand with us financially who make this program happen. I mean, the Bottom Line Show airs on commercial radio stations all across the country or I should say all across the Western U.S. And because of app technology, we have people listening in New York and Kentucky and Arizona and Nevada and things like that. So we're Wyoming. Uh, so I'm very grateful for those who do tune in. But for those who are looking at the world around us and saying, boy, things sure are strange. I was having a conversation uh, not too long ago with, uh, um, I've had it's interesting how family gets influenced by the people who have come to sponsor um, our programs. Two of them in particular are Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial, and uh, Stephanie Cover, Cover Law. Uh, two of my kids have been involved in uh, car accidents that have required some kind of legal counsel, and Stephanie has provided counsel for both of them. And I'm very grateful that she has done that. As a matter of fact, that was one of the uh, one of the areas where Dennis Wilson and I used to have conversation about because one of his kids had uh, just kind of a mess of a situation <laughs> with a, a, a law enforcement and something that involved a traffic accident that was not his fault. And it just got really crazy. And Stephanie was able to come in and provide that counsel. Now, I, I share that anecdotally with you, but you know, the, the friendship that I have with Jim and Stephanie Cover is phenomenal. And I'm so grateful that they are people of integrity who know the law, who understand the law, and if you do get involved in a personal injury case, the reason I say that they're the only personal injury attorneys I'll ever recommend is because, I mean, I sincerely mean that. Uh, we have a friendship and a partnership here that's gone on. We're probably in our sixth year. And I, I don't even remember how long the covers have been on with us. But if you don't have Stephanie's name and number in your contacts, I encourage you to put them there. Stephanie with an F, cover as in cover. 877-214-4935. 877-214-4935. Now, you can also go to kbrightradio.com, K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com forward slash cover. Just put forward slash C-O-V-E-R, and it'll take you right to the spot on our homepage where you can fill out a little information form and kind of pre-register. That's a really good idea, especially because you never know when you're going to be involved in an accident. And if something does happen, now you're on file with them and you can call. You don't have to pay anything for that. You just kind of you know, express your interest in what's going on. Or maybe if you have a question, maybe you were involved in a case or someone you know was involved in a case. I've referred several people to the covers and, uh, and make no bones about it. And the great thing about Stephanie is she'll tell you soon enough if you have a case. She's not going to drag you along. She knows the law and she and, and handles it very well. Um, and I'm grateful that uh, we've had that relationship. Also with Dennis Wilson, Wilson Financial. 800-696-9970. Uh, Dennis uh, handles and provides uh, counsel, if you will, uh, financially for my folks and also for my sister. And uh, as a matter of fact, I was talking with Dennis's office uh, the other day. We're going to get together again next week. And they were saying, oh, Linda came by last week and was dropping off some paperwork. And isn't that really cool? And, and, and they love that. They love having, I mean, the consistency when you deal with large like brokerage firms and stuff like that, you don't always get to work with the same people. And since Wilson Financial Services and Wilson Financial Advisors are a family, what you get with Dennis and Kathy Wilson and all of their kids and everybody who works there is it's a family. I mean, this started as a family business. Dennis was in his early 20s, newly married. He had a variety of different jobs he was working, uh, like selling encyclopedias and stuff like that. And one of his clients was involved in an accident, I believe, and it wound up either putting him permanently disabled or it may have even cost him his life. And when he found out that this guy didn't have life insurance for this and could have, it immediately changed his whole ministry to say, I want to make sure that nobody faces that situation again. And so first he sold life insurance and then he got into investments. And everything is designed to help you manage and steward the money to which God has entrusted to you. And so the Wilson Financial is not a get-rich-quick scheme, really not. I mean, trust me, there are some products right now that are available that are amazing because of the fact that they have such high returns. But you'll notice we'll, we'll talk about these programs that do have guaranteed returns. There are others that do not. But the guarantee you have with Wilson Financial is if you're looking for a place to invest your money and not lose any money, go with Dennis. 
if you want, because here's the reason, even if you go to a bank, big bank, certificate of deposit, savings account, you have to tie, if you want to get the interest that they are paying regular passbook, it's less than 1% and you can put that in there anytime. But then you have to, your, your money is subject to whatever the rules and regulations of the bank. There may be a monthly service charge. There may be a fee for early withdrawal. If you want to get 1% or 2% interest, you might have to sign up for a three-year term. And if you break that term, there's a penalty for the withdrawal, plus you lose the interest. If you want, let's say you've got half a million dollars and you're getting close to retirement and you want to make sure that you never dip under a half a million dollars unless you make a withdrawal. Dennis can show you how to do that. A, a CD alternative with Wilson Financial is phenomenal because what it does for you is it provides you security. Uh, there are a lot of different CD alternatives that are way better. Certificate of deposit at the bank, you put it in, it pays a little better than passbook interest, full stop. That, that's the end of the story. But with a certificate of deposit CD alternative from Wilson Financial, you can get one of the 4D money accounts, for example. First of all, first dimension of the money, it never goes down in value. Secondly, you will earn some interest. Now, sometimes it's 1% or 2%. Sometimes it's 8 or 9%. Third, there is a death benefit that goes along with this. It's a life insurance component that is way better than just buying term life insurance. And fourth, the, this is the best one, long-term care benefits. If you, trust me, I, I'm going to be singing this song for a long time. Both of my parents turned 90 this year. Both of my parents have had the toughest years of their lives this past 12-month period, uh, starting with my mom last September, breaking her hip and falling in her apartment at uh, the uh, facility where they live. Uh, my dad not being able to help her. Uh, my sister getting a call saying, hey, you're the closest. We're going to have to take your mom to the hospital. Mom was in skilled nursing for two months, and then has, they've been in assisted living ever since then. The fees are not inexpensive. <laughs> But with long-term care coverage, they don't have to worry about it. And if you don't have a pension that offers you long-term care, and I can assure you, you don't. The reason I can assure you you don't is because they don't offer it anymore. And yet Dennis has found a way, he has a couple of alternative plans that will allow you to invest in a CD alternative to get the interest that you would earn, but usually better than market rate, to have a death benefit that's greater than what you would be investing in this program. So you're basically investing in something that has a life insurance component along with it and something that offers long-term care benefits that could be the difference between you having the final lap. I like to, I call, like to call it the marathon lap, you know, the final lap, stadium lap. That's the term we use in our family. Um, if you're running the marathon, which our Christian life is here on earth, once you enter the stadium, that means you got one more lap and then you cross the finish line. So a lot of people who are in stadium lap years, and sometimes that's six months and sometimes it's six weeks and sometimes it's three years. I was talking with a ministry colleague not too long ago. His mom just passed away. She was 93. Her stadium lap lasted four years. Where basically you're getting up, you're kind of moving a little bit, but there's not a whole lot to your time here. But those stadium lap years often are expensive because of medical and Dennis has long-term care benefit plans available that you can't get anywhere else. So you call Wilson Financial, 800-696-9970. You ask for Emily or Tess or Veronica. Uh, you ask for someone who's there who can help you set up a free consultation. And then they'll discuss the real estate investment trust alternative that pays a guaranteed 7% and is backed by American real estate, not international investments, but stuff that's right here in Minneapolis, you know, just outside of, uh, you know, the main areas of Minnesota, South Dakota, places like that. And then you set that up and they'll probably give you a free copy to watch a screener of the baby boomer dilemma that tells you all about IRAs, 401ks, why they aren't the great investment that they were sold as and why your pension fund disappeared, but what the solutions are for you to move ahead. So there's so many good things that are happening in the world right now and ways that we in the body of Christ can help. We can help each other. People who will say, you know, when Dennis comes on the radio and talks about financial programs that you can invest in, he means it. I mean, these are tried and true, tested programs. I've been partnering with Dennis here on the Bottom Line Show. We're in our 11th year now. We've never had one complaint. Well, I take that back. We did have one complaint, and it was resolved <laughs> with, with a very nice apology letter from the guy who was complaining. 
Um, 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, uh, Wilson Financial. And make sure you also have Stephanie Cover's name and number in your contacts, 877-214-4935. Stephanie's the only personal injury attorney I've ever recommended. And if you get involved in a personal injury case, your insurance company does not care about you. Stephanie will fight for you so that you get what you have uh, deservedly coming to you for the insurance coverage that you paid. And in some cases, she might even get even more. Okay, now I share that as a really long preamble to a story that's coming up on the other side of this break about somebody who was frustrated with what was happening in the world around him and decided he wanted to do something about it. And when it was the issue was border patrol security, it was the why aren't we building the wall fast enough? Why is Congress, you know, not building the U.S.-Mexico wall? And when it didn't get I mean, this was a key campaign promise for Donald Trump in the 2016 campaign. And once he became president, uh, you know, build the wall was a big fundraising cry, big uh, rallying cry, I should say. Well, what happens when Congress isn't moving fast enough for you? And so you decide, okay, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Well, that was the story with a man by the name of Timothy Shea. Timothy Shea decided that he was frustrated with the fact that people weren't building the wall. And so he started a GoFundMe account and said, okay, here's the deal. We're going to raise the money ourselves. If Congress can't, won't authorize the money for building the wall, we'll just go ahead and raise it on GoFundMe. And people started donating. They donated like crazy to this account. Just one problem. It's not exactly legal to do what he did. And so our neighbor here in Castle Rock, Colorado, recently was convicted of fraud. And I've got to walk you through this case because whereas we can look at this on the surface and say, hey, you know what? Good for you for trying. I'm frustrated too. Why didn't they build the wall? When you start to see what's behind the case, you'll ask the question, well, was he really being patriotic or was he just duping a lot of people who are? We'll talk about that coming up next as the bottom line continues. You can protect against market volatility without investing all your money into bonds. Wilson Financial has simply better alternatives. The last 12 months, there has been almost $1.7 trillion invested in investment-grade bonds. This move to safety locks up money for a long time of guaranteed low returns. Why? Market volatility. Well, my comment is why go with low earnings for a long time when you can get great earnings with a solid real estate-backed investment paying you 6% over the next three years. After three years, you can invest in another option, or you can do what most of our investors do and reinvest in another one of our new exclusive 6% accounts. This strategy gives you the best of both options without settling for many years of low returns. Our 3D Money 6% account pays you great interest while you're not subjecting yourself to market volatility. Call 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or visit kbrightradio.com slash Wilson Financial and ask about Dennis Wilson's exclusive real estate-backed 6% investment account, Wilson Financial Services, for simply better alternatives. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. Timothy Shea is a name that may or may not be a name that's familiar to you. Uh, Timothy Shea, 52 years of age, from Castle Rock, Colorado, gained fame uh, shortly after Donald Trump took office uh, because of the fact that he had, uh, you remember the Trump rallies, the 2016 campaign, build that wall, build that wall. And that was a reference to the border wall. Donald Trump said, look, we are going to build the wall between the U.S. and Mexico border. Now, full transparency, the U.S.-Mexico border runs, what, 21, 2200 miles. There are currently about 800 miles of border wall, and it's a patchwork quilt. You know, some places it's really nice. They've got a nice substation in San Diego, uh, some places in Arizona. And then there are other places, quite frankly, where it's just a big old hole. And <laughs> it's like barbed wire and anybody can get through. The Trump administration built, I think, another 100 miles of wall. But they really didn't get any further. Well, and then Congress got into these heated debates, especially when the Democrats took the majority of Congress going into the uh, middle of uh, President Trump's term. And so basically what you wound up having was uh, a bunch of people who were frustrated that we didn't have the wall, right? Now, I was familiar, Timothy Shea was not a name that I was familiar with. I was familiar with a guy called Brian Colfage. Uh, he was the first name that I heard because he was the guy, he was a veteran, he was an American, he was a patriot, 
And they were part of this team that said, we're going to build the wall. And if Congress won't do it, we'll just raise our own money. And so they did. They set up a GoFundMe account and they were able to raise more than $25 million. American citizens donating to this campaign. And that the whole idea was if Congress won't authorize the money, we'll raise it ourselves. Now, Congress is supposed to authorize, you know, billion dollars or something like that so 25 million dollars doesn't seem like that you know it's kind of a uh, kind of like spitting on a forest fire but there's a problem with doing what they did and can you imagine what the problem is i mean just take a wild guess the wild guess is it is impossible it is illegal for people to raise money and then transfer gofundme money to the federal government so (laughs) that's when things got sticky Apparently, Brian Colfage, along with Timothy Shea, and then Steve Bannon, remember the White House strategist for Donald Trump? He was also uh, charged in this scheme, and he actually wound up pleading guilty. President Trump pardoned him on his way out the door. He never stood trial. But basically, when these guys found out that they could not just raise money on GoFundMe and send it to the government and say, use this to build a wall, uh, Brian Colfage, Timothy Shea, and one other conspirator got together, uh, Andrew Badalato. They wound up forming a nonprofit organization. We Build the Wall Incorporated. And they transferred the money to We Build the Wall Incorporated. Now, here's what happened. Once they set up this whole thing, Colfage was kind of the spokesman at the time. They promised that they wouldn't take any compensation and that, and I'm quoting them here, 100% of the funds would be used in the effort to build a wall. Now, I have to point out something here before we go any further. What they said was perfectly legal at the time. And the idea that they would use the money in an effort to build the wall is important. Do you remember the one campaign? The, uh, The singer by the name of Bono, his given name is Paul Pusen, but he's Bono or bon- Bono from the band U2. He became a spokesperson. I don't know how involved he was in a campaign called the One Campaign. This is in the late 90s, early 2000s. And he was really passionate about wanting to end third world debt. He was calling on com- countries like U.S. and China, Russia, etc., that had uh, debtor relationships with these sub-Saharan African countries and things like that. He was utterly convinced that the way for them to pull themselves out of poverty was for these major nations to cancel their debt. There was an audit done of one, and they found out that one actually had raised a ton of money and had never spent one dollar actually trying to alleviate world debt. But when they looked at the documents, the founding documents, and Bono being the spokesman, he said, look, We were just trying to raise awareness. We weren't raising money to try to eliminate third world debt. We were raising money to raise awareness to get governments to do it. Do you know how many people donated money to the one campaign thinking it was going to solve world poverty? And oh, by the way, I believe it was Bono just even a couple of years ago. The number of people who have been living um, at the poverty level of, uh, I think, uh, 15 years ago, it was something like uh, six of the world population was living on a dollar a day or, uh, or less. And within about five years, that went to $2 a day. Now it's three. And you know, that doesn't sound like a lot of money to us because our expenses are huge here in the United States. But in other parts of the world, $3 a day is about $100 a month. And $100 a month is gold to somebody who's living in abject poverty. It's the difference between food uncertainty and insecurity and food security. It's a question of whether or not they can take a hundred dollar micro loan from a u.s financial company and start their own housekeeping service or construction business or farm or whatever but it was interesting because when the we build the wall dot inc or incorporated uh, was founded they had 25 million dollars that were transferred into this nonprofit organization and they promised that they would make the effort to build more border wall and that none of the people involved in the leadership are going to be taking salaries. Well, that's when things got dicey. According to federal prosecutors, Brian Colfage 
took more than $350,000 for his personal use. Um, in addition to that, Timothy Shea, his co-conspirator, took around $180,000. And in looking at the communications between the guys who were running this organization, Steve Bannon committed enough crimes to where he was charged with crimes and needed a pardon from President Trump on his way out the door to avoid prison time. But according to prosecutors in the sentencing submission, quote, Timothy Shea's communications make clear that he was motivated by greed. From the beginning, Shea viewed this fundraising project as his cash cow. Now, Shea's attorneys had argued that he was not aware of the quote-unquote secret agreement about payment that prosecutors alleged and that he only learned about it after his arrest. His attorneys wrote, quote, he's a good man who got swept up in a dizzying vision of becoming enriched by something that both got out of control and was not what he planned. Shea wrote in a letter to the judge he regrets becoming involved and that he failed to recognize the importance of Colfage's claim of no compensation, seeing it, quote, a relatively meaningless salesman's boast. I acknowledge, though, that some of the things I did were wrong and probably illegal. Well, here's how illegal they were. Of the $25 million that was collected by this organization, Timothy Shea has been ordered to pay $1.8 million in restitution, and he's been sentenced to three and a half years in jail. Well-intentioned, well, but here's what happens. At the end of the day, we find out what the true motive really was. Maybe, just maybe, Brian Colfage, who is a, uh, a veteran, was frustrated with the work at border security and said, I would just, hey, I, I can raise that kind of money. And next thing you know, he was raising that kind of money and now he's having to raise his own restitution. Got some final thoughts on this, though, as to why we in the body of Christ need to be good stewards with our resources and let our yes be yes and our no be no. It's coming up next as the bottom line continues. You're a Christian who's been injured, so you need Christian attorney Stephanie Cover of Cover Law to fight for you. With Stephanie, it's not just a routine legal process. It's a spiritual battle. She understands that a legal fight involves more than flesh and blood. It means confronting principalities and powers, and that's why she consistently prays with and for her clients. She forms long-lasting relationships with her clients, just as you would expect from someone who engages in spiritual battle alongside another believer. Praise for Stephanie pours in through cards, thank you texts, and letters from clients who thank her for checking up on them, coming to see them in the hospital, praying, and even finding alternative care when current care is inadequate. Inspired by Jesus' command to love one another, Stephanie uses her skill as an attorney and knowledge of insurance processes to fight for your completeness and healing. Don't wait any longer. Contact Stephanie Cover today at kbrightradio.com slash cover and let her take up your spiritual battle. Welcome back to the Bottom Line Show. I'm Roger Marsh. A little analysis, balance, and clarity segment here on the program as we get uh, queued up for some more great conversation later in the program today for those who remain on the network with the National Crawford Roundtable. If you remember, uh, U.S. veteran Brian Colfage and company, they put together an organization called We Will Build the Wall, um, or We Build the Wall Incorporated. It's a nonprofit group. It started really just as a harmless suggestion this guy made on social media saying, hey, I'll set up an account. I got a GoFundMe right here. If the Congress won't authorize money for building the wall and wall repairs, we can raise our own. Next thing you know, $25 million in donations came in. They found out they couldn't transfer the money to the federal government. That's not the way government works. Their transfer, of course, is through taxes. And so now they had this money and GoFundMe said, we're just going to give it back to the donors. They said, no, 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 we'll form a nonprofit. They formed a nonprofit. The intent with the nonprofit was we are going to use this money to lobby Congress and try to get the wall built. And instead, uh, whereas the court document said that Timothy Shea, one of the co-conspirators, only had $180,000 at his disposal, uh, the judge ruled that he needs to pay back $1.8 million in restitution and he's going to jail. Very well-intentioned, but left to our own devices, what happens? What's the difference between these two? Well, first of all, standards. 
If they had biblical godly standards, they wouldn't have put themselves in a situation where they had access easily to $25 million. Secondly, accountability that goes along with it. This is why the nonprofit organizations that run the ministries that carry the programs that we carry here on the Bottom Line Show affiliates have boards of directors and all sorts of eyes peering in on where your tax-deductible donations are going to. And then thirdly, good leadership. I talk about Dennis Wilson at Wilson Financial all the time. Good godly stewardship. There's no way Dennis would have recommended that you invest in something like this. But if you want to be a good steward of the money to which God has entrusted to you, I encourage you to give Dennis a call at 800-696-9970, 800-696-9970, or just go online to kbrightradio.com forward slash Wilson Financial. We're going to take a quick break here. And uh, before we uh, continue on here, I want to wish my grandson Isaac a happy birthday. It's Isaac's sixth birthday today. And we're so very, very grateful to be able to celebrate him. Got a chance to see him a couple weeks ago. And uh, we're going to be celebrating again with him soon. Uh, because it's Isaac's birthday... Um, we've got a resource that we're giving away today. It's called Grace Ambassador, Bringing Heaven to Earth by my guest coming up in the next half hour, Dr. John Jackson. 800-227-5278 is the number to call. 800-227-5278. Um, we've got one copy of the book that we'll be giving away in the next half hour, but everybody who calls in today to wish Isaac a happy birthday um, is going to uh, receive something free. So uh, that's my... <laughs> Isaac's birthday and you get the gift, right? Isn't that the way the kids celebrate birthdays? He's, I mean, remember when we were kids, you got a present together and you went to your friend's birthday and your friend got all the presents. And then when my kids were growing up and Lisa's kids were growing up, uh, you, the kids went to the birthday party and the guests all got presents. I don't understand. Anyway, Isaac's birthday, you get the present. 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278. the number to get you through to the bottom line. As we continue, what does it mean to be a grace ambassador? And is it possible that we need a second reformation? Dr. John Jackson of Jessup University here in Northern California is going to address that on the other side of this break as the bottom line continues. One of the greatest gifts that we can give to an expectant mother is the gift of the first picture she'll ever have of her son or daughter in the womb. That comes through an ultrasound, and our friends at Preborn have an opportunity for us to make more of these ultrasounds a reality. Every time you give a donation of $28 to Preborn, that means one more ultrasound can take place. But how about giving enough money for an ultrasound machine? The cost is $15,000. It's a sizable investment. But every ultrasound machine can do 250 ultrasounds per year, and lasts at least 10 years. Now take that cost $15,000 and divide that by 2,500. Okay, now you begin to see how the cost per ultrasound goes down even more once we have more ultrasound machines to donate into preborn clinics. Make a donation right now to preborn. It's completely tax deductible, and every penny, every dollar you donate right now is going to the purchase of an ultrasound machine. 833-850-BABY is the number to call, 833-850-2229, or go to kbrightradio.com. That's K-B-R-I-T-E radio.com. Click on the banner for Preborn and make your best donation right now. $25, $50, $100, it all counts towards saving babies' lives. kbrightradio.com, hit the Preborn banner right now. Well, today on The Bottom Line, we're going to get into a conversation here about how important it is for us as Christians to basically address a problem that the world is desperate for and really doesn't know that they are desperate for. I mean, what you have as a Christ follower is what they need. And yet, at the same time, there are so many people in that category that would say, we don't need it. Uh, The brand new book called Grace Ambassador, Bringing Heaven to Earth, is the work of Dr. John Jackson. Dr. Jackson is the president of Jessup University, uh, respected organizational leader, more than 40 years experience. Um, I'll brag on him here before we get into the dialogue, because I don't want him to blush up too much on our My Hope Now channel, uh, earned doctorate and master's from the University of California, master's from Fuller Seminary, undergraduate from Chapman University. Uh, Dr. John Jackson, welcome to The Bottom Line Show. Thank you so much, Roger. I love the bottom line, love the name of your show and the focus, the bottom line. Boy, that's what we need in our world today is to be clear about the bottom line. And we didn't realize 12 years ago that, that how important that name would be because, you know, there are a lot of bottom lines that are talking about real estate, the financial markets, this, that, and the other thing. We really just kind of sat in a conference room at KBRT and said, okay, what do we need? It's like, well, we need to know what the issue is and what God says about it, you know, how, how we're supposed to work. And I think that one of the things that drew me to your book, Grace Ambassador, is that 
that idea that uh, we, you know, sometimes in the church, we find ourselves having a spiritual life and then we have our everyday life. And you're challenging us to say, no, they are one and the same. They are in, in death. Talk about uh, th this concept of grace distributed that is so okay. central to the book. So just very quick, because I'm a college president, you might expect me to know a little bit about history. In 1500, Martin Luther posted his 95 theses, the things that he was concerned about the church that he was part of, and uh, ended up starting what we now call the Protestant Reformation. Mm -hmm. In that Reformation, we got really clear that salvation is by grace through faith alone, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. We got really clear about that. So grace received became really clear. In that same Reformation, Roger, we said we believed in the priesthood of all believers, but I think we've spent 500 years demonstrating we don't really believe that. Mm. What do I mean by that? We have a really big view of grace received, and I think up until recently, a really small view of grace distributed. To me, Roger, grace distributed is all about the fact that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you've received God's love, his grace, his kindness, his mercy, then you actually, according to 2 Corinthians 5, are called to be an ambassador of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. You're called to distribute grace everywhere you go. And that's really the heartbeat behind Grace Ambassador is that we see grace distributed, not just grace received, that's awesome, but that we also be channels of blessing for grace distributed. I wonder how many of us, uh, just hearing that perfectly succinct definition of what a grace ambassador really does. How many of us would hear the term ambassador? We know what Paul wrote in second Corinthians, and yet we think of it as a ceremonial position, right? Oh, you, there's an embassy you know, somewhere and you go and go, go to lunches and you cut ribbons and this, that, and the other thing, instead of saying, Hey, wait a minute. I remember the first time I visited the Israeli embassy in Los Angeles, downtown. And as I walked through the door of the embassy, I was greeted with these words, welcome to Israel. And I thought, well, now I can tell my friends I've been to Israel. Wait, I'm on Wilshire Boulevard. I mean, I'm not in Israel, but because it was the Israeli embassy, I was in Israel. And while we were there, we we acted a certain way. We 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 treated we were treated a certain way, and we kind of responded in kind. How did we get to the point where I mean, where we are right now? I mean, you mentioned it's been happening over 500 years, but especially in the past 20 to 30 years, you would think that there's been so much information, there's been so much dialogue, so many, many godly influences in the culture. Why are we today, Dr. John Jackson, in 2023, having this conversation about how we missed the second part of the Reformation? So here's what I think, Roger. This is my one of my fundamental theses in the book, um, that Christians have bought a lie. And I'm sorry to say it that, that boldly, but I think that's true. And, and I'm a Christian and you're a Christian, but I think Christians have bought a lie. And here's the lie. It's what I call, and others have called, the sacred-secular divide. We have bought the lie that church is spiritual, my home group is spiritual, when I serve in a ministry or reach out to the homeless, that's spiritual. But then when I go to work, when I'm in my neighborhood, walking the dog, going to the gym, changing the diapers, taking out the trash, that's all secular. Hmm. I think that is a deception. Actually, Roger, one of the things I say when I teach on this subject is to ask people the address where they live to ask people the address of their work. And then I say this, your address is not an accident. It's an assignment. Hmm. When you were in that embassy, you were actually technically on sovereign soul, soil of the nation of Israel. You, mm -hmm. you were welcome to Israel. That's their sovereign territory. That's yeah. why they have immunity and all those other issues around the embassy structure. Well, think about this, Roger. A person who knows Jesus has the Holy Spirit in them. Wherever you go, wherever the sole of your foot touches, you are actually an ambassador where you carry the presence, the love, the grace, the kindness of Jesus into your home, your work, at the gym. You're an ambassador of his grace everywhere you go. Dr. John Jackson is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. He's the author of the brand new book called Grace Ambassador, Bringing Heaven to Earth. And we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Um, there are people who will look at, one of the things you write about in this book is the the presence of spiritual gifts and 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 how they should be you know, to use I mean, these spiritual gifts in the culture right now. And there are people, I mean, I don't want to get into the whole cessationist you know, conversation about which ones are operational, which ones aren't. 
But when you get right down to it, I mean, there are a lot of people who have giftedness and they either don't know it or they know it and they don't use it for the reason you just described. You know, I mean, the 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 address that you have is your assignment, not just your address. Talk about why spiritual gifts are so important in being a grace ambassador and being a grace distributor. Well, Roger, I think so many of your listeners are probably Bible people, right? They say, yes, I believe in the Bible. And there's so much about that that I'd love to share. But let me just share one area of focus. Ephesians chapter 4. It talks about the five, what some people call the fivefold ministry, apostles, mm-hmm. prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. That's in Ephesians 4.11. The job of those people, according to verse 12, is to equip people for the work of ministry. Why? A few verses later, it says, so the body may be built up. Why? A few verses later, it says, so the body can be built up by the proper working of each individual part. So here's what I think. It's in 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, Ephesians 4. Every member of the body of Christ has received at least one spiritual gift. Some have several. And God has designed you for a special place in his body. When you discover your identity in Christ and use your spiritual gifts to glorify God in your everyday life and in the ministry of the church, what happens is you are fitting in the part that God custom made for you. Hmm. Spiritual gifts are key to your ambassadorship. It's amazing when you think about that and really humbling, Dr. John Jackson, to think about the fit that we have. The fit that I always think of when I think about my place in the kingdom, and I know a lot of our listeners do too, is we get into uh, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. You know, when Jesus says that, it's like, okay, well, I get it. You know, he makes a yoke for us and it fits perfectly for us. And this is where we go. I don't ever think about my fit in God's family because I just figured, well, I'll, I'll find a place, <laughs> you know, yeah. there's, there's a little spot in the back corner or something like that. That's where I'm going to be. But when he's putting this mosaic together and realizing that not only do we have the yoke made for us, but we have a place prepared for us. That's a perfect fit in the family. You could see, I mean, without God's grace, that's not going to happen. And, and without God's grace being given to us, shown to us, and then entrusted us to distribute. I mean, this, I, I'm loving the logic that you're bringing to uh, what could otherwise be a rather esoteric conversation with regard to being a grace ambassador. And it is very, I think it's very practical, Roger. I love the way you phrase that. But you think about that scripture, the proper working of each individual part. What that really means is when Roger is doing all that God designed him to do and filling your proper role, then I work better. If you say, no, I'm out, peace out, uh, I'm I'm done. I'm not going to be involved in, in serving or ministry. I don't want to use my spiritual gifts. You actually affect my life and the life of others you're in relationship with. Hmm. And I I think in local fellowships, local church or a community of believers, you see this all the time. Uh, Sometimes people are very activated and other times people are passive. And Roger, that's one of my burdens. I think this second reformation that's not just about grace received, but grace distributed is really about activating the body of Christ and saying no to passivity. The Christian life is active. I don't mean work, work, work. I mean Mm -hmm. like every day, knowing that God is with you when you're driving, when you're walking, when you're at the store, when you're at the gym, when you're at work, you're a 24-7 follower of Jesus, and his presence is with you everywhere you go. Boy, this is great counsel from Dr. John Jackson, the president of Jessup University and the author of a brand new book on the grace of God and what he calls the Second Reformation. The book is called Grace Ambassador, Bringing Heaven to Earth. We have a link for that book up at thebottomlineshow.com. More of this conversation in just a moment as The Bottom Line continues. Dr. John Jackson is my guest today here on The Bottom Line. I'm Roger Marsh, Dr. Jackson, the author of the book, Grace Ambassador, Bringing Heaven to Earth. We have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Dr. Jackson, in addition to uh, uh, having many degrees that he's earned, and uh, he and his wife Pamela make their home in the Northern California area, he's the sixth president of Jessup University. And we were having a conversation uh, during the break about uh, Jessup because it was a new university to me, but our KCBC audience uh, should be very, very familiar with the pride of Placer County. Dr. Jackson, brag on your school a little bit. Uh, We'd love to hear more about it. Well, we just love, by the way, that we have uh, people coming to Jessup from all over California and other states, but Central Valley, uh, Sacramento region, Placer County is really home for us. So we've got about 1,600 students at this point, about 900 traditional undergraduates, uh, several hundred graduate students, and several hundred online. 
Uh, Roger, one of the great gifts of the Lord has been our desire is to partner with the church to educate transformational leaders for the glory of God. And here's our Amen. five core strengths. We have real strength in education, psychology, business, healthcare, and then leadership. And for us, leadership is about cultural transformation. That can apply in, in virtually any field. Uh, we're so excited about what God is doing in, in the church and in the world. And uh, Roger, if I have another passion, it's uh, I appreciate what Augustine wrote, a city set on a hill, yes. but I really want the church to be Matthew 5. Mm -hmm. I want us to be salt and light. And that salt and light happens in the teaching profession. It happens in the business world. It happens in government and entertainment and all the various spheres of society. So our great hope is that we'll be training up young people and middle age and older people uh, to be able to be transformational leaders in that cultural setting that God has placed them. I love that. Well, we'll have a link for Jessup University up at thebottomlineshow.com, along with information about this brand new book, Grace Ambassador, Bringing Heaven to Earth. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of people who look at this. I mentioned earlier on when you were talking about the Reformation, how we got the grace received part right, but we didn't necessarily pick up the grace distributing part right. And hence the reason for us to focus on uh, the title of your book, Grace Ambassadors. There are a lot of people who look at this and, and will say... I. I if I had a dollar, if you had a dollar, you could probably, you know, have the biggest endowment ever at Jessup. If you had a dollar for every time you heard somebody say, well, I'm really glad we have missionaries. I'm really glad there are Christian business people. I'm really glad that there are politicians or whatever who are doing the work and you know what comes next. So I don't have to because right. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a theologian. I'm not whatever. And I know one of the passions that you write about in this book, Grace Ambassador, is giving us who are kind of sitting on the bench the the tools, if you will, and also the motivation, the exhortation, if you will, to get in the game. I mean, in terms of how we share our faith in the marketplace, talk about how we do that, why it's so important to. Now, Roger, I'm going to be really careful not to preach at you, but I want to just talk with your listeners and I want to just beg them for this. When Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood, and then when Paul later on, uh, and when Jesus told us to make disciples, and then Paul later on said we were ambassadors, he didn't say, especially Billy Graham, mm. especially uh, Greg Laurie, especially a gifted anointed worship leader. It's we are ambassadors. So here's what I want to petition you. If you're in the marketplace and think about the marketplace as broadly as you can, you might be a homemaker. You might be a person with a part-time job. You may be a business owner. You may be a person who works in a warehouse, a delivery truck, own a business, entrepreneur, government official. Let me say this to you. Your vocation is not a curse. It's a calling. Mm. God actually places you on assignment, just like we said about your address, on assignment there so that you can carry the life and love of Jesus. If, if I could, Roger, real yeah. practical thing. I, I just came back from a, a lunch meeting with somebody and I've been doing this last eight months. I pray for the servers. I pray for our food, but I also pray for the servers by name. And I ask them, is there one thing I could pray for you uh, today? And when you bring prayer into a restaurant environment, not just for your food, but you pray for the server, it shifts the atmosphere. Hmm. I really believe this, Roger. We yep. can shift the atmosphere of our warehouse, of our cubicle, yep. of our delivery truck, of our home, by being the life and love of Jesus every day. We're grace ambassadors. We bring the light of his love and kindness everywhere we go. So I really am passionate about uh, your vocation is actually uh, a calling, not a curse. I love you saying that because this is a, a something that a lot of people wrestle with. You know, I owe, I owe, off to work I go. You know, my job is, well, I, I have to do it because of Adam, thanks a lot, you know, and that type of thing, instead of saying, well, wait a minute. I mean, that that was their punishment. But in terms of our calling, do, do we not have the presence of Christ with us wherever we go? Do we not have the opportunities then to be Jesus to, to the workers. And I love your idea about taking that further than just offering a blessing for the meal, but talking about the individual servers as well. Uh, Dr. John Jackson, my guest today here on The Bottom Line, president of Jessup University in Placer County and the uh, author of a brand new book called Grace Ambassador, Bringing Heaven to Earth. And we have a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com. Can we talk about spiritual warfare right now? It seems to me as though 
evil is really i mean we're kind of getting into wheat and tares territory where you know it's just, it's almost it's almost harvest time for both of those and we're just waiting for those things to be separated and oftentimes a lot of times the body of christ or people who are very well-meaning christians will say well there's spiritual warfare and so it's our job to go out and weed the field you know as opposed to saying we're supposed to be sharing the grace talk about how we can be grace ambassadors in a world that has become more openly hostile i mean yeah. it, it's always been evil and always been hostile but it now it's just right in our face in terms of how hostile the world is toward our faith so I want to say a couple of things here from the last segment very quickly. Um, first of all, I honor pastors and ministry leaders and all of that. I get the privilege to do some of that myself, um, but I am for everybody, 100% full employment policy in the body of Christ. And second of all, just for you, Roger, if the next time somebody says to you, work is a curse, you take them back to Genesis uh, 1, 2, and 3 and have them read that God actually commissioned Adam and Eve to work before sure. the curse. The problem was the thorns and thistles and the pain in childbirth. Work is not a curse. It's the barrier. And that's a good, in, good uh, introduction into spiritual warfare. Roger, this is what I found. I grew up Baptist. I love my Baptist heritage. Uh, we believe in the Bible. But Ephesians 6 tells us that our battle is not with flesh and blood. Right. It's with principalities and powers and rulers in high places. So here's what I want to say to your listeners. The person in your work the person in your family, the person in your neighborhood who feels like your enemy, they are not your enemy. Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins. He loved them so much that he gave himself for them. He loves them as much as he loves you. Now, we do, however, in the form of people or pressures in culture, face spiritual warfare like I've never faced it in my life, Roger. You're so right. Our current culture, darkness is very dark. But I guess I want to say this, throughout history, when the darkness has gotten dark, Christians have said, I want to shine the light of Jesus yes. wherever you are, wherever you can, God forbid, but even if that should mean deep persecution and the loss of employment or life, as it does for some Christians around the world, be Jesus with skin on, be the light of Christ, demonstrate his power, his love, his grace in your everyday and spiritual warfare is real. We have to sometimes go after the enemy. Uh, we don't have to look for him, but we have to go after and declare this is spiritual warfare right now. Uh, mm. And sometimes you see that in your family. Sometimes you see that in your work. So oh, yeah. I just would meditate on Ephesians 6. Our, the, the people we're facing is, is not the enemy. It's the spiritual battle. Amen. Amen. Dr. John Jackson with some great words of wisdom and exhortation today here on The Bottom Line. The brand new book is called Grace Ambassador, Bringing Heaven to Earth. It's linked up at thebottomlineshow.com. And I'll, I'll let another man praise you here, Dr. Jackson. Nothing but five-star reviews on Amazon, which is phenomenal. I mean, I'd love the, to see how many people are actually engaging in this book. We've got about 60 seconds left at our time together. And your final chapter in this book, someone's going to look at the table of contents and say the rest of the story. And they're going to ask, okay, what is this? Is this a Paul Harvey reference? Is this, you know, where are you coming from with this? Because I know there are a lot of people who say, okay, well, I'm moving from grace uh, receiver to grace distributor, which makes me a fully fledged grace ambassador. Now what? So two things. I love Paul Harvey, but the rest of the story is this, is that it's not about you. It never has been about you and it's not about me. It's about him. Amen. But part of what he does is he deposits in you so that he can work through you. And I think for many of us, Roger, we're called to not only be grace ambassadors, we're called to train up and disciple and develop other grace ambassadors. Each one of us is called to be a disciple who makes disciples, a father or mother in the faith who reproduces health and life. And that's my vision for every member of the body of Christ. I love it. It's a great vision to have. And this is a great resource to read and uh, meditate on. The book Grace Ambassador, Bringing Heaven to Earth by Dr. John Jackson is up at thebottomlineshow.com. Highly recommend it. Of course, we're going to have a couple of copies to give away after we bid adieu to Dr. Jackson. John, it's been great to get to know you. Uh, God's richest blessings to you and your family and the team at uh, Jessup University uh, as you continue to soldier on in faith as Grace Ambassadors. Thanks for being with us today here on The Bottom Line. Thank you, Roger. The privilege and honor was mine and bless your audience. Well, great conversation. And I heartily recommend you check out Dr. Jackson online. Also check out Jessup University, especially for our friends in Placer County. Uh, the book Grace Ambassador, Bringing Heaven to Earth is up at thebottomlineshow.com. And we do have a copy of this book to give away. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. And remember, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast, it's my grandson Isaac's sixth birthday today. And so anybody who calls in and wishes Isaac a happy birthday, 
We'll pass that along to him, and I'm sure he'll be thrilled. But uh, if you mention that it's Isaac's birthday, you're going to win something. Okay, it's really very simple. So we do have one copy of Dr. Jackson's book to give away, but uh, everybody who mentions Isaac's birthday, uh, it's great. His grandma Lisa's birthday was earlier this week, and now it's Isaac's birthday today. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. 800-227-5278. The number to get you through to the bottom line. On the other side of this break, uh, we're going to take a look at Grace Ambassadors and Grace Distributors. Coming up next is the bottom line. My thanks again to Dr. John Jackson, the president of Jessup University right here in Placer County. Uh, great uh, for our KCBC audience to know about Dr. Jackson's ministry and this fine school. Uh, his new book is called Grace Ambassador, Bringing Heaven to Earth. Uh, we've got a link for the book up at thebottomlineshow.com, and we've got a copy of the book we're giving away today, 800-227-5278, 800-227-5278, 800 is the number to get you through to the bottom line. I appreciate what Dr. Jackson is talking about because he's absolutely right. As we talked about earlier with the, uh, the guys who uh, uh, were trying to do the we build the wall thing, and uh, you heard the last of them, Timothy Shea from Castle Rock, uh, Colorado, was sentenced to three and a half years or five and a half years in prison and to pay $1.8 million in restitution because a well-meaning plan to raise money to give to the government to build border wall, and they found out that they couldn't use the money for that purpose when confronted with the the possibility, the reality that they needed to return that money to the people who donated it, the guys who raised the money decided they wanted to try to find a way to keep it instead. And they set up a nonprofit organization with the intent of helping to educate, you know, what do we do to get the wall built, blah, blah, blah. And now uh, three of the four guys wound up with jail time. Here's the thing. The distribution of God's grace is something that's paramount for us. Yes, we receive it. We are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. But we also distribute it. We share it everywhere that we go. Even so much so that this is a part of uh, Reformation theology that a lot of people don't realize. You know, we love the fact that we receive grace and God gives us grace and mercy. Mercy upon us when we confess our sins to him grace to know that the sins are forgiven and that we can repent. We can turn away and not have it count against our quote unquote permanent record. But what about living graciously? Uh, Lisa and I were talking the other day about a coworker of her. She started a new job recently and, and she I asked her, she kind of had a frustrating meeting with her and, and uh, I asked her what was wrong. And she said, she may be one of the most graceless people I've ever met. And I thought, wow, I would hate for someone to have a, an encounter with me or with one of my brothers and sisters in Christ, somebody who doesn't know the Lord and see us as grace-less. See, here's the thing. We don't just go to church on Sunday or go to Bible study on Wednesday or listen to the bottom line during the week or Christian radio or whatever and get filled up with the Holy Spirit to the point where we just kind of sit there. Everything about God's creation is give and take. I mean, think about it. God gives us the gift of life and then he's created our bodies so that there's an exchange between us and plant life, for example, to where we can breathe. You know, it's, it's good. Isn't it wonderful? But, and then there's the food life. And then there's, uh, you know, the, the circle of life as far as that all goes in terms of plants and animals and people and whatever. And, and older people mentor younger people who then grow up to be older people who mentor younger people. And it continues on from there. But don't forget 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as if Christ were making his appeal through us. I mean, you are an ambassador for Christ everywhere you go. Distribute that grace. That's the bottom line. For our KCBC audience, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. And Rabbi Schneider, Discovering the Jewish Jesus, coming up next. For those who remain on the network, it's this week's edition of the National Crawford Roundtable podcast. And we're a full crew again this week. Uh, you're going to hear our discussion coming up next as the bottom line continues.